Hello and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. I'm also joined by Trevor Hall. And today we're talking about uh, some exciting M&A activity in the copper space. And we have great pleasure to be joined by Jack Lundeen, president of Lundeen Mining. Good afternoon, Jack. Afternoon, Paul. How are you? I am very well, thank you. It seems that hardly a quarter goes by without one of the Lundin Group companies making some big news. And uh, today, some very big news. You've uh, announced a deal to buy an initial 51% stake of the Casaroni's copper mine in Chile uh, with a, a line of sight, in possibly increasing that to a 70% stake. Uh, congratulations there. Um, tell us, um, uh, sorry, the, the initial purchase price is uh, about uh, $950 million, an initial $800 million and then a further $150 million in stage payments. Um, how did this deal came about and why did you set your sights on Casarones? Yeah, for us, we're very excited about the uh, the deal. Um, you know, we've been looking at Casarones for, for quite a long time now. As you know, the Lundin Group has been actively involved in the Vicuña District and Casarones is actually right on the fringes of the Vicuña District on the Chilean side. And it's about 160 kilometers away from Copiapó, right where we have our Candelaria asset. So strategically, it makes a lot of sense for us. Um, you know, we, we have this district mindset with the Lundin Group. Candelaria is our is our largest performing asset. We're copper dominant and we do like um, operating in, in Chile. So we've been you know looking for opportunities all around the world, but right in our backyard, really, Casaronis definitely seems like the best one. And again, from a tr- strategic standpoint, it's about 15 kilometers away from Jose Maria, 160 kilometers away from Candelaria. So we see a lot of potential synergies in the future that we're going to be capitalizing on. Thank you, Jack. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. I want to take it piece by piece. Uh, during the conference call this morning, you said the decision was purely based on the asset quality itself. You know, it's a free cash flowing asset. You've got the exploration potential. And as you've just mentioned, you're on the, the threshold of or, or the entrance to the Vicuña districts. You've potentially got some upside there as well. But let's start off looking at the, the asset itself uh, and the exploration potential there. Um, this purchase will boost your copper production, your copper output by 50% from about 250,000 tonnes a year to 374,000 tonnes a year. Tell us a little bit more about how Casaronis is going to fit into the portfolio and how you would plan to unlock some of those synergies and that exploration upside potential. Exactly. So, you know, as a standalone, Casaronis for us stood out uh, because of the the production that it's able to achieve. Um, JX, the the operator at the time, built the mine for about 4.2 billion US. And, um, you know, we do see not only as a standalone, but as I was mentioning, a lot of synergies. We are moving production from around uh, and this is 100% gross, about 250,000 tons of copper per annum, all the way up to around 375. So for us, you know, it's a, it is highly accretive. Um, you know, we've seen that there's been some challenges with Casaronis in the past, but those are largely accounted for. And I think going forward, there's a lot of upside to improve the operation, to look at trying to bring costs down. And then, of course, now what we're trying to do is is look at synergies. And I think that's happening across the board, especially in Chile. The authorities are asking for development projects to try and capitalize on existing infrastructure in the region so that you can minimize the impact on the environment. And for us, you know, with the assets that are that are located near Casaronis, 
We'll very much look to capitalize on that. But right now, the focus for us is to integrate the asset into our existing um, portfolio. So first, you know, we'll make sure that we have a sound onboarding process, make sure that the teams get quickly strategically aligned, and we'll see what we can do from a synergy standpoint once that has happened. Uh, but overall, I think that Casaronis is is an asset where it's located. Our partners now, um, JX, you know, we're buying into the subsidiary of, of JX Nippon. They're partners with us over at NGX um, in the Los Alados asset. At the asset level there, they own about 31%. Um, so, you know, we do see a long-term relationship forming here, uh, again, in, in the Vicuña district where Lundin Mining and the Lundin Group is very active. Hey, Jack, Trevor here. Uh, congratulations on this. And I, I, there's just been this ongoing theme here on the podcast for the last couple of weeks uh, regarding, I guess, not necessarily M&A, but more or less on the theme of consolidation. Uh, this definitely feels like a major consolidation in the Vicuña district, uh, you know, with Lundin's being uh, the major, if not one of the major players, and obviously JX being obviously a major player here. Uh was this kind of need for consolidation kind of part of the reasoning for uh, for this type of strategic maneuver for the company? Or was it just really was it just something that made sense economically for the long term development of this, you know, of this cross border district? Yeah. Hi, Trevor. So I think that there's there's multiple reasons. Right. We're we're very bullish on the copper price. Um, you know, we're very focused in the Lundin group and the Lundin family with our base metals business and Lundin Mining being our flagship business and all of the work that's being done in the Vicuña district. We know the region very well. And of course, with Candelaria being our anchor asset in, in the Atacama region, um, we feel like we are in a position to, to kind of double down in the region and, and build on the strong relationships that we have with the local and national government. And, um, you know, we see that this deal has been received well internationally and in Chile. So I think, you know, we did the time, we took the time to do our due diligence, to do our homework and understand what we believe is fair value for the asset. And then now the sky is the limit because we're going to look at one, integrating the asset to our existing portfolio, and then two, see what those synergies are. And it's it's hard at the moment, not in a position to be able to make forward-looking statements because we have to publish our technical report, which will take about 45 days. But once we publish that, we'll start to look at really the upside potential. So um, we just think that this is strategically, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, consolidation in the in the uh, mining sector right now, especially in base metals and precious metals, I think it's where the world is trending. And we have a good foothold in a, in a very prosperous area. So um, from a family perspective, from a company perspective, we're, we're very excited about this deal. And to follow up on that, I'm just curious as far as operationally, how does how does Casarones enhance the long-term development of some of your earlier stage projects such as Philo or you know NGEX? Um, how you know how does that fit into this big piece of the puzzle? How do you kind of see that you know long-term forward thinking? You know, right now, I mean, we're we're looking more on on the Chilean side when it comes to what what upside potential there is this for Casaronis. So, 
of course, with, with Candelaria, which isn't in the Vicuña district. Uh, it's, it's closer to uh, the Pacific coast, about 160 kilometers away. Um, you know, just trying to see how we can find synergies and minimizing overhead costs, reducing GNA, looking if we can standardize logistics or supply chain, um, and, and, and just, you know, making sure that we're tapping into expertise uh, across the board in that area. But then when you do look at Jose Maria, which is our big project uh, on the horizon, which we're advancing with uh, our updated study, which should come out by the end of this year, Casaronis is at around 4,000 meter elevation. And so being able to understand and take the lessons learned from a development that was successfully executed and operations that are you know, being done at 4,000 meters, there's a lot of lessons learned to be taken and that will help us uh, for how we design and, and execute Jose Maria. Um, but then also when you look uh, at, at Los Alados and, and NGX and, you know, the, the exploration success there, we've got a very large land package with Caceronas, about 60,000 hectares, and they haven't really focused too much on that exploration. So mm -hmm. knowing that we can tap into experts for um, brownfield expansion or, you know, brownfield exploration opportunities, I think that that's going to be a really key to unlocking more value for Caceronis when it comes to uh, organic growth through the drill bit. Okay. Um, Jack, many sort of good reasons for Landine Mining for this acquisition. Um, given that copper's $4 a pound and going higher, why do you have any idea why JX sold half the company, half the, half the mine? Yeah, so, you know, they they have been open about not wanting to be um, operators. You know, they're they're focus is for sure to remain as a as a strategic partner so that they can secure offtake for their smelting business back in Japan. Um, but they have indicated that they do not want to be partners or they do not want to be operators uh, of these of these mines. And so um, again, through discussions and seeing kind of how to make sure that they can stay involved, uh, we'd we'd love to continue the partnership. And, and I think we've come up with a strategy and a, and a structure now where this partnership will remain uh, robust for many years to come. I think they're happy to see that we are going to be uh, long-term operators. And then, of course, they've got good experience with Lundin Group companies in, in that they've partnered with uh, with NGX over at, at Los Alados. Um, so we kind of understand that their company is pivoting towards uh, maybe divesting out of the, the mining business from, from a kind of upstream operating standpoint, but they still need to secure offtake. So... Um, you know the the timing is right for both companies to to make this uh, to make this deal happen. Okay, it's very terrible back of the envelope mass. You've got sort of two point one billion dollars of capex development for less than half of that. So uh, it looks like a very good deal for Lundy Mining. I think it was very interesting your comment early on in the conversation about the authorities in Chile asking for projects to utilize existing infrastructure or share infrastructure. Um, with the several assets you've now got in this particular region of Chile, and you know we can also perhaps include further east in Argentina, are you starting to sort of put together a more long-term sort of regional um, vision, and therefore within that, what infrastructure will need and where to service one, two, three, four mines? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it look it it makes sense to to try and see that. Uh, if there is any way that you don't have to be duplicating efforts or duplicating costs or, you know, building multiple concentrators in, in one area or, you know, building multiple pieces of infrastructure, it's, it's, it's important that as an industry, we look to see where we can maximize and utilize synergy so that we can minimize impacts on environment and ultimately maximize value for all the shareholders that have stakes in these assets. 
Um, that's why Jose Maria, for for instance, is, is so important for us because, you know, once we build Jose Maria, having that first uh, big concentrator up on the Argentinian side, we, we basically are the gatekeeper of the Vicuña district on the Argentina side. Um, you know, it's, it is a bit of a heavy lift when it comes to bringing infrastructure up there. However, it's it's extremely important for the other assets that are up there. So big picture, when you look at consolidation, uh, of course, we we want to see how we can, you know, maximize uh, value for all of the companies involved. Uh, but it does take a lot of work, a lot of effort, um, a lot of collaborating. And, and I think right now, when we look at Casaronis uh, and this deal that we just made with Lundin Mining, we've got our hands full to try and make sure we do a, an efficient integration of that asset. Uh, and then again, we we always will look for for upside. But mining is a complex business. We need to make sure we don't bite off too much, uh, more than we can chew. And we need to make sure that the team is extremely focused on maximizing the value of what we currently have today. Uh, Jack, there's an interesting royalty portfolio on Casarones right now, split between three different companies. And what I guess I would say is a little bit a little bit obscure. EMX has a 0.7335% royalty. Sandstorm has a 0.63%. And um, uh, Elemental uh, Altus royalty has a 0.443% royalty. I, you know, with those royalties in mind, you know, how did, you know, was that any sort of uh, consideration when you were looking at Casarones? How do you feel about those royalties? Any thoughts about maybe trying to purchase those back or, you know, knowing that this has been one of the best generating royalties for all of those companies right now. Yeah, I mean, when we were doing our financial modeling, of course, that comes into play. And and for us, we haven't considered yet to, you know, if, if it makes sense for us to try and buy back those royalties. Uh, but, you know, that's one thing that we would look at once we've had some time integrating our assets uh, in, into the company and, and, and see kind of if it makes sense. It all depends on market conditions. Uh, but right now, we don't have any intention of going after those royalties. Uh, and, and we know the uh, managers of each of those companies. And so, you know, hopefully we'll continue to build on a, a well-established relationship there. Okay. Now, Jack, with this transaction, you've uh, Casarone is at 4,000 meters. You've got a, a new mountain to climb. But later this year, you're going to be climbing an even bigger mountain, aren't you? 8,800 <laughs> meters. Everest, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's right. So... Uh, in mid-April, uh, my brother Will and and myself were going to be heading over to Nepal to uh, to attempt to climb Mount Everest. Uh, and um, you know, it, it's a it's an adventure for us, but it's also something that's very important for us because last year we we lost our dad to brain cancer, and um, during his battle, we decided as a family to start a uh, brain cancer uh, research center, essentially a foundation that um, we put funding towards. Uh, brain cancer research uh, and and really towards uh, glioblastoma, which is the type of uh, cancer that that my dad had. So um, this climb that we're doing, uh, this Everest climb that we're doing in April, is dedicated to raising awareness and funding uh, for brain cancer research in that field. And you know, we thought that it would be a, a great challenge to to honor our dad, who who we sadly lost last year, um, and also to to rally the teams in our businesses to uh, you know give give people some motivation and really try and push the envelope on on what can be achieved. And um, you know, the project is called Project No Limit. Our dad always told us that that uh, 
anything's possible. Nothing is impossible. So if you want to do something in life, you just have to go go out there and get it. And I think we're, you know, we bring that model to how we live life and we bring that model to our businesses. And, you know, that's being demonstrated today with this deal that we're announcing. And we're extremely excited about the adventure and extremely excited about coming back safely and, and getting back to work. Thank you. I, I guess that I guess that's why Adam's staying behind. Somebody's got to run the business. <laughs> that's right. He wasn't too happy when he heard that it was Will and I going together. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Harry and Adam, they're they're going to stay behind. And um, yeah, so we'll we'll do it as as quickly and safely as possible, so we can get back into the trenches with uh, with our brothers. And and how can people uh, contribute to to the uh, project No Limit uh, if if they they want to? Yeah, thanks for asking, Paul. It's um, it's it's really easy. If you go to the Lundian Group website, basically on the front page there, you'll get uh, information on on how to donate, not just in Canada but in Europe as well. Uh, so we've got multiple foundations that really um, allocate. Uh, you, you donate there, you can get a tax receipt, and then um, those funds will be allocated. Uh, and directed towards the, the university hospital in Lausanne. Uh, this was the hospital that was treating our dad. And uh, they started the Lundin Foundation, um, which is a brain tumor research center. Um, so, so funding will go towards um, finding a cure, of course, but also um, helping patients that, that don't have the means to, to look elsewhere for alternative treatments. So it's really about the you know, improving the uh, the the um, comfort of, of living when you have this horrible disease, uh, but also collaboration. We're going to be setting up a database that can be shared between different hospitals internationally so that, again, just like in the mining space, we don't want to duplicate efforts and duplicate costs if we don't have to. So that collaboration component is key to this uh, foundation that we've established. Okay, now, now the real tough question. Will you be wearing Philo mining socks or are you going to design some London mining socks? <laughs> Uh, maybe maybe on the inner layer, but we're going to need to definitely wear some thicker socks as we get higher up in altitude. Um, but uh, no, we'll be repping some London group uh, London group swag for sure. And uh, we've you know we've made some specialized gear for the climb as well. So uh, no, there's going to be a lot a lot to document, and we are we are actually making a documentary as well uh, that will be again dedicated to to the climb and and to to our dad. So that will be uh, made public as well, which is which we're really excited about. And the teaser is already out there. You can go to the website, the LondonGroup.com website and see the teaser on on there. Okay, well, we wish you the best of luck with that. And also congratulations on the deal announced today. London Mining trades on the TSX under LUN. Jack London, President, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you, Jack. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Stay tuned to more for Mining Stock Daily. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.